0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our Christmas Eve carol service here at Whitburn Pentecostal Church. Welcome to those who are here in person. So glad that you're here. All those who are joining online, glad that you're with us as well. And we hope that you have a fantastic time with us tonight. Hasn't it been really strange times? Yeah, really strange times. So we're probably about 100 people short in this building tonight, um, but I'm sure you're all online. So um, welcome. And I'm so glad that we're here. We're able to worship God with all that's within us, and we've really been anticipating tonight, and anticipating tonight, and just really praying that this would be a fantastic experience for us all. So I'm going to ask Anne. She's going to come and open in prayer, and then we're going to worship God with our first carol, which will be "O Holy Night." Okay, let's pray.
1: Heavenly Father, we're gathered this evening to celebrate the birth of your Son Jesus, our Savior of the world. And Father, it's been another difficult year, and some people are suffering loss, grief, sickness, fear. And Father, pray that for those who are sick that you would give them a touch from you. Those who are lonely and living in fear that you would uplift them and strengthen them and those that are grieving Lord that you would comfort and give them peace and father we still live in an unpredictable world but one thing is certain that we can rely and look to you for our hope and our future but father I also want to thank you that through this year that there have been very difficult times but we want to thank you for your answers to prayer father we've got a vaccine that is protecting people and each each time each rollout things are improving and but father also we have seen divine intervention and healing for people that we thought we'd never make it through and father that has been your touch your hand and we thank you for that i want to pray for our mission partners uh, some have managed to get home to the uk and are with family and others i've chosen perhaps not to be with family and be and remain in the mission field and father i just pray a blessing on them and thank you that you are that we are partnering with them that you we're in the privileged position to support them and and i just pray blessing on them and the work that they do i pray for everyone taking part this evening lord and not just here But in Scotland, across the nation, across the world, it's the one time when we can stand united. And we're here to celebrate and rejoice in the Saviour who saved us and came in human form. And Father, we just want to rejoice, celebrate, and give you all the glory. And we pray that hearts and minds will be open to receive and have this good news and this confident assurance that we all have. So I ask these things, and thank you in your precious name.
0: Amen. Thank you, Anne. Our first carol is going to be, O Holy Night. I'm not going to instruct people to stand. If you're able to stand while we're singing the carols, please feel free to do that. And then we've got some of our our young people who are going to be doing readings tonight, and we'll introduce them as they come up. So let's begin with singing, O Holy Night. Wasn't that amazing? What a beautiful song, amazing words. You can be seated once we're finished. <laughs> Please don't wait for me to instruct you. Um, for those who are at home, you're probably already seated, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to invite our first reader up tonight, and Vokey is going to come and read uh, for us from Luke. Thank you, Vokey. Good
2: evening. Good <coughs> um... <coughs> evening. Um, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 27, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be a great and will be so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god i am the lord's servant mary answered may it be to me as you have said then the angel left her
0: okay we're going to sing again Okay, next reader tonight is going to be Alyssa, so she's going to again carry on the story from Luke. Thank you, Alyssa.
3: In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was first. This was the first census that took place while Corinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went. To to his own town to register, so Joseph went, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to marry, to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to a firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end.
0: Thank you, Alyssa. Maybe we could give these guys a wee clap when they they (laughs) finish. (laughs) Thank you. Next reading is going to be from Aurelia, so have you come? I don't need to adjust the mic because you're nearly as tall as me these days.
4: <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Luke chapter two, verse eight to fourteen. The shepherds and the angels oh, the shepherds and the angels. <laughs> 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 and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born for born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests.
0: of our readings tonight. We're going to have Xavier come up and do a reading. Thank you.
5: This is a reading from Luke chapter chapter 2, 15 to 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told them about this child, and all that who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them into, in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they have they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
0: Thank you, Xavier. I don't know about you I'm just absolutely loving singing the carols tonight this is amazing and just to hear the voices you know last year we were we had 20 people in the in this building and so you might have been singing at home but we couldn't hear you and so to hear these voices singing the carols tonight is amazing and hopefully next year we'll be back to having 170 people in the room um, I'm just going to pause for just one little second give me a minute I just want to announce our uh, offering tonight. Every Christmas Eve we take up an offering and we have a little chat, a little discussion about who we're going to take up the offering for. And over the course of this year, we've been quite closely linked with an organization called Open Doors. Open Doors, if you don't know them, they campaign on behalf of persecuted Christians across the globe and they produce a thing called the World Watch List, the top 50 countries in our world where Christians experience persecution simply because of their faith. And they really uh, advocate on their behalf, but they also try to help people in these countries. They have a network of people who work away and help in these countries also, uh, we have a, a good friend of ours called Mark Hind. Mark was supposed to be with us to talk about open doors this year, and just before that, Mark uh, took uh, not well and he basically was in hospital in a critical state for I think it was eight to nine uh, days before he got out. Uh, we prayed a lot for Mark, and you know, he was just so encouraged uh, today to get a text, and I was encouraged to get a reply back from him. Uh, and just blessing us as we go into the new year as we were doing the same with him. And hopefully, we're looking forward to having Mark come in and sharing with us at some point, hopefully in the year that will come. So our offering tonight is for Open Doors to help people, um, many of them children. And we're going to see a video uh, from a a little girl called Rafi. This is her story. Um, And so she will give you an idea of what it's like for somebody, a young person, to experience... Uh, persecution and what that looks like for them just so that you know um, on the way out the door on the left there's a basket if you want to give uh, in person tonight but you can also see that there is a link uh, on our our church website whitburnpentecostal.com backslash giving if you want to give it can be gifted if if you're a taxpayer uk taxpayer then you can gift aid uh, tonight as well And that uh, we have looked at how Open Doors use the funds that people give them. And we can see that the money is going to the right places and helping the right people. So we're encouraged uh, to support Open Doors uh, tonight. So I would encourage you to give generously, whether you're in here or whether you're online. Um, Sounds like something from the BBC tonight. It's like (laughs) children in need or something like that. but I want you to just listen to Rafi's story, and she will tell you what it's like from her, her perspective. Uh, so I'm just going to sit back and, and uh, let's watch this video.
3: Christmas is like a tradition in the whole world. You, you give gifts to each other, of course, secretly without knowing who gave it to you. Uh, you decorate the tree, you have fun with your relatives, you giggle, you laugh, and uh, Christmas is always lovely because you sit with the lovely people you know. My dad's name was Radif. One day he was at work, he was working, and he saw there was a bump when the students were going into the bus and they were going to their college to study. But he stopped and waved with his hand and was shouting, stop, stop moving. The bump didn't bump on them, it bumped on him, so he got injured and he died. Uh, people, and my mom always say that he saved many people's lives and that he's a hero. I miss my dad because he's not there on Christmas. He can't celebrate it with me. Sometimes I kind of tell God that, why did you do this? Why did you take him away? But the other times, I think that because he was a good person, uh, God took him up to heaven. The most thing I like is that we, we will learn about God more we will get educated with Christian things. And the second thing I like is that we learn new stories. Some of the prophets, they save other life's people, which is the same thing as my dad did. So I think that that's the same person inside that book. It's my dad.
0: I appreciate that for many listening to that story, you'll have your own uh, things going on in your head uh, as you listen to it, and uh, yeah, very moving to think about how other people are experiencing the world that are not part of our culture, not part of the the things, some of the privileges that we enjoy, and so I'd like us to really uh, think about them, Um, so please give generously, your money will go uh, to those who really need it, and they will be blessed through it. I want to just share a few thoughts tonight um, from the Bible. It is Christmas Eve. It is the celebration of Jesus' birthday. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about Christmas is the Christmas lights. Uh, You know, if you're ever passing up through Longridge, you see this house that's all lit up at night. That's my house. I leave the lights on all night because I wanted the people who are traveling through the... I didn't realize that people were in cars at unearthly hours. Um, but until you go out in those unearthly hours, and you think, why are people on the road? And then you think, why am I on the road? Um, but, but I wanted everybody to benefit from our lights. So they just stay on all the time uh, during Christmas. And one of the things about Jesus is that he claimed to be the light of the world. And we're going to think about that um, in just a little moment um, I, I don't know if you're like me uh, when you think about the older generation did you ever think, maybe it's just me did you ever think that the older generation lived in a black and white world? or is it just is it just me? does anybody, am I just strange? <laughs> those online leave a comment you know, it's like this is this is um, a bothy up on Hoy in Orkney, um, I'm hoping to stay in there next year at some point uh, have a sleep in the bothy Um, whilst everybody else with a sensible head stays in a hotel. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes we kind of think that a world that was different from ours used to be a black and white world. Um, I I got up in the middle of the night this week, uh, just during the week. I think it was about half past three in the morning. I got up with a sore head, and I went to take my, my painkillers, and my packet of painkillers looks like this, okay? It kind of really stands out, doesn't it? Yellow and red, but when you get up in the middle of the night, it looks more like this. I don't know if you can see that, okay? By the way, the reason that if you're not usually in the building here with us, the reason this TV is here is so that you guys online can benefit from it, okay? Uh, just so that you're aware. But when when you're Up and about at night, I I tend to wander around the house with the lights off. I I like to be able to just find my way around just in case I need to do that in an emergency at night. And I'm in the kitchen getting my painkillers and the packet looks black and white. And there's a reason for this. And it's the way that our eyes sense light. Did you know that inside your retina you have two different sensors which sense light? There's little cones which sense light. Uh, uh, color so there's little cones if you can imagine a cone shape in the back of your eye that sense color and there's little rods that sense just kind of general luminance and the thing is at night the cones don't work very well so your eyes tend to see in black and white um, whereas uh, the, the, the rods are able to pick up the light and so you're still able to see and did you know that the rods are more focused at the edge of your eyes did you know that? So if you're out looking at the stars at night, you'll see a star. There's seven little stars, a cluster of stars that the Bible talks about called the Pleiades, seven little stars. And when you're not looking at them, you can see them out the corner of your eye. And then when you turn around to see them, they disappear. It's because of the way our eyes work and our eyes are not used to seeing color at night. And there is a point to what I'm talking about here. I'll come to that in a second. Just hang on there, okay? But the the reality for us is that we need light to be able to see. And we have this big ball in the sky, which we've not seen for a few days, okay? It's called the sun. Now, last Saturday, if you lived where I lived, you would look out north and you'd see this big band of cloud, okay? Okay? Peter, who does our church finances, was living, he lives in a place that was underneath that big band of cloud. And I sent him a text and said, what's it like up where you are? He says, it's really, really milky. I says, well, the sun's gloriously shining here. Um, and, and and we need the sun to be able to see everything. If you think back to that picture, the, the painkiller packet in all its glory, which I see far too often at night these days, but that's another story, um, we need all of this to see. And it's the same spiritually. We have a spiritual way to sense things, which Jesus says that he is the one who brings light to that. He's the light of the world, and that's what he says. So, spiritually speaking, we need that light to be able to see, to see everything in all of its glory. And John the Baptist, speaking about Jesus, he said that he was the, the, the true light who gives light to everyone, and he was coming into the world. Jesus, the light of the world. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time Jesus coming into the world. He said. This is what Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What he was talking about was a spiritual understanding, a light coming on inside that would allow us to see, to perceive, to understand spiritual things. And he would show us the way that things really are in the world, the whole ordered world, or we might think these days it's more disordered than ordered. I don't know about you. And you just think about recent issues, things like COVID. And this is the one year where the innkeeper says, there is room, we've had a cancellation. <laughs> Stole that joke from Elsie two hours ago. <laughs> but you think about the way things have been in the world over the last two years and the turmoil that the world has been in. We've all seen things like the Black Lives Matter campaign. We've all seen the leadership crisis in our countries, in our world. Uh, Leaders who we think are elected because they're good people, but we just begin to see that there's these integrity issues even with the people who are leading our country and we look at all that and we think what's happening in our world we think about even recently things like climate change and all of the things that we're thinking about and we think the world isn't as ordered as we would like it to be I don't think the world is as God created it to be because God created it and he said that it was good he said that it was very good You look at the state of our world for children these days, and I'm so glad that we've had some of our young people read tonight. We've heard a story from a young person in Iraq. The world is an unsafe place for children, and not just in foreign countries. Our world here is an unsafe place for children. And 700 years or so ago, uh, before Jesus, sorry, 2,700 years for us, A man called Isaiah said this The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them, light has shined. That's the way it says it in my Bible. I would have thought light has shone, but there you go. Robert Cook's watching. You can check the grammar. but what, what Isaiah was looking forward to was the coming of Jesus into the world, who would begin to put things into perspective. Think about some of these things. And from the perspective of the prophets, and Rufi mentioned the prophets tonight, they stopped writing, and for 400 years, there was a period of silence as far as God's people were concerned. No fresh revel, revelation from God. And there was a number of regimes that people were living under in those days. A young man called Alexander began to rise to power. He was only 20 years old. Only 20 years old. He became known as Alexander the Great, and he conquered that part of the world. And in only 10 years, he conquered. A 20-year-old conquered that part of the world in only 10 years. Incredible. But then... Rome took over, and that's the world that Jesus was born into, a cruel and very hard place. And think about some of the things that people have had as part of their lives over the years. Think about some of the superstitions. We're talking about light being uh, shone in our inner being so that we begin to understand. When I think about this, I've I've challenged some people with this before. We do things like touch wood. Who does that? Touch wood. (laughs) Does anybody, we talk about something that's going to happen and we go touch wood. I'm like, oh, there's no wood around here. I should still have had my good. Why do we do things like that? Why do we not walk under ladders? Why do we think that breaking a mirror gives us seven years bad luck? And why do we think that seeing a single magpie is unlucky? It's because you've watched an episode of Tiger. That's why it is. Because it's, it's in an episode of Tiger. But Jesus comes to give us light to all of this. People who disbelieve in God disbelieve in these things, but they throw out the belief in Jesus with all of the superstitions and all of the things that God came to give us an understanding about. And we think about the world that we live in, the darkness of this dangerous world, full of people who are looking out for themselves. And there is, if we look at it, a lot of cruelty in our world. These days we're wrestling with restrictions, we're wrestling with fear, we're wrestling with darkness uh, of depression and and just things that happen in, in, in the very core of our being. And we wrestle with these things, we wrestle with an absence of hope. Jesus came to bring light to these things. And I think that as a Christian, yeah, there are times when we get down, but... God comes and he lifts us up and he helps us to see that our future has hope. We come back to the Christmas story. And another man named Simeon, when Jesus was only eight years old, he was taken to the temple to be dedicated. And this is what Simeon said of Jesus. He talked about him as a light for revelation to the Gentiles. A light for revelation to people who were non-Jewish that's us Jesus came to give us light the problem with Christmas if I can say that there's a problem there are so many things I love about Christmas but the problem can be that we can love the baby Jesus but forget everything else that he ever did could you imagine loving your baby and then when they got to a certain age you just forgot about them what kind of world would we be if we just did that. But sometimes it's like that with the baby Jesus. The amount of times I've heard Jeremy Clarkson. Talk about the baby Jesus on Top Gear. In a ridiculing sort of way. But we need to move beyond the baby. To see the man who would give us that light. He came to shine a light on this world. And help us to understand some things. And these were some of the things that he helped us to understand. He helped us to understand the depth of people's depravity, how dark the darkness actually was and still is in our world. Turn on your news and you will see what I'm talking about. You'll be in no doubt that this world is a broken place which Jesus said that he came to heal. And this is what the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, a little further on from where we've been reading It says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. And we can see that all too often in our world. Even people who we think should be good and the things that come out of their lives are not good. He also came to show us the vastness of God's love when we need to understand this. And it was expressed so beautifully by Jesus himself when he said that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son, Jesus, who we come to celebrate tonight. Because when we find ourselves before God, we'll not stand before the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus, think about this, the baby Jesus was a one-time thing, a one-time thing. Jesus grew up, became a man. He died on a cross for our sin. He rose again in the third day. He ascended to the 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 very right hand of his Father in heaven, which is where he is, praying for us even now. And there's a man in heaven now because Jesus was born, because God came into a human being and changed the very course of history. It even changed the way that we mark time. What year is it? It's 2021. Why? Why? Because a baby came into the world who would give us light. He also came to show us the riches of God's grace. And I love this. Despite the darkness, despite even our own darkness, we can find grace and forgiveness by accepting Jesus as our Savior. This is what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son, and forgave our sins. I want to encourage us tonight not to love the darkness, and not to live in the darkness. Jesus came to give us light. He came to shine a light on the whole world that we live in. He shines a light on our hearts. He shines a light on mine. Sometimes he uses my wife to do that, and I realize that I think I'm a good person, and sometimes I say things that aren't good. Sometimes I think things that aren't good. Sometimes I do things that aren't good, and I realize that I am a person who needs the forgiveness of God, and I choose to live in the light of God's grace and God's forgiveness. I choose to accept Jesus as my Savior. I wonder, where are you at tonight? Do you accept Jesus as your Savior? I want to just pray a little prayer, and then we're going to we're almost finish our carol service for tonight. We are going to sing another carol. But I want to just say a little prayer at this point in time, maybe for people who've never prayed a prayer to God like this before. And it's just a way to acknowledge that Jesus is more than just a baby in the manger, that he is our Savior, that he's the one who came to give us light and to shine that light in our hearts, and to shine that light in our world, and to bring us into a relationship with God. And you can do that tonight if you've never done that before, whether you're in here or online. Let's just pray for a little minute. And I'm going to pray some words, and you can pray them into your own heart quietly tonight, but let us know that you've done it. So, If you've never prayed a prayer like this, you pray this prayer after me if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he is the light of the world. I thank you that he shines a light inside of me so that everything is exposed. I pray that you would forgive me for those dark areas in my life. And that you would come into my life through your spirit. And that you would help me to follow you. And to live my life in the light that you give. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, then well done. um, And we would love to chat with you about that prayer. Um, I'm going to invite the musicians to come back up as we get ready to sing our final carol. Um, Out beside the offering plate, you will find... Uh, some of these little books. It's called Making the Connection. It tells you about the things that I've been saying. It's by a man called J. John. It tells us about the Christmas story. You're welcome to take one of those, um, whether you come to the church or not. If you do come to the church, you want to take one to give to somebody else, please feel free to do that. But let's just prepare to sing our final carol tonight uh, before Sam's comes and prays for us as we finish off.
6: Beautiful singing. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you because he is the Prince of Peace. He says, I am the light of the world. And when we walk in light, we will not have any darkness. We will have light in our life. So, Father, as we commemorate the birth of Christ, may that light of Christ shine in our lives. May you be our guide, even during this festive period and into the new year. Father, we ask for your presence in our lives at all times. We ask for the light of Christ. He says, I come to give you life and to give you it in abundance. We ask for abundant life today in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he is the wonderful counselor. He is the prince of peace. He is the king that his reign has no end. Oh, we worship you tonight. We lift your name on high, Lord Jesus. And we bless you. So, be with us like you have promised. Because when you were leaving the earth, you say, I will be with you. Always. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. We just bless your holy name for today. In the name of Jesus. Amen.